0: fill out the form, come straight to us. You can also leave us a voice message if you want to leave your thoughts on audio and it may be played on the air, who knows. Let's go ahead and get into our topic for today. Well, I, I have a story to tell. I have a story to tell. Notorious B.I.G., Casual Talk Radio, your host Leister, I'm back again. And thank you for joining. I wanted to tell a story. Two sides to this story. First side, with my endeavor, I had to embarrass some people. I don't like doing that. It may seem like I do. I don't. But in this case, now let me just give some background because there may be people that are new and by the way, welcome if that's you, that rhymes. So for me, I work, I own my own business. I work for myself and I work in technology and I deal with this very specific software, but I have a diverse background. I have a background in IT service management. I have project management uh, certifications. I have development certifications. I know .NET, I know a little bit of Java, I know database, business analysis. I know a lot of different things. And I've worked in public and private sector. I've worked in multiple vertical markets. And so this has given me a, a diverse background. So with my first endeavor, I try to lend some of this and we're dealing with very, like they're not even on my level. And so there's always this message of, we're all on the same team, do, 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 do. And I tell them, we're only on the same team when you catch up to me. Right now, you're not on my level. That's just the fact. It's, it's not bragging. That's the truth. You're not there yet. And I'm willing to help you, but I need you to first accept you're not on my level. So stop trying to equate us because we're not there. And you're going to make some problems happen if you don't listen. So th- for months now, we've been trying to do this major initiative. Okay, We got past the vast majority of it. It took me going through, I think, two and a half weeks of 18-hour days to get them past my, my client, my direct client to where they're somewhat stable and now we're looking at future state things and improvements and enhancements and we're starting to make some headway in that direction. As part of the cleanup and some of these trailer things that we had to do that just weren't high priority, I identified things I knew were going to be problems with some of the legacy data. And so I now need to tell these other people who swore up and down that they knew what the hell they were doing. I have to tell them, you didn't know what the hell you were doing and because you didn't ask me for help back in February when we talked about this. I now need to expose to you that you've done something very bad. And you're going to need to tell the other side because there's another, there's actually two other clients that are in play here that are affected by the decisions made by this central group because they refuse to talk to Leicester and be, you know, let go of your pride and just ask him for help because right now, let me just put it in perspective. I have more experience in the subject matter that's in question than all of them put together times 10. It literally is this. I have 21 years experience with this platform. The people that they have there, they just lost, not just, but they lost the person who had the most experience. That person only had a fraction of my experience. They have one guy there still. I knew, I've knew i known this guy for like eight years. I didn't know this recently. I found out it's the same guy that I've known for eight years. He used to follow me in forums. even, And he would admit he's nowhere close to me in terms of the level of skill. And so they've got skill sets, but they're not on my level. That's just the truth of it. So I've offered multiple times over the past year now, to try to help them out and they refused. Okay. So we do this initiative and as I'm doing this cleanup, I'm calling to attention. Now I got to figure out how to tell them that we got these problems. I tell the person I report into, Hey, I'm trying to surface these things. We've got to figure out how to tell them. She goes and tries to get a meeting scheduled. That person's calling other people in there and then I like, open up a ticket and do this and push them back. And we're trying to tell them, we're trying not to put it into a ticket. We need to tell you what's going on So we determine what to do next because that's how serious this is. It's a bad thing that these idiots have done. So we finally get on the call today, and I'm just breaking down. Here was the question, okay? It goes to data, the word data. The word data is a very ambiguous, very wide-open word. It doesn't just mean one thing. Data means different things to different people. Data might be what you hear, as in audio. Data might be what you see, as in written text. Data might be something sitting in a database. Data might be physical files sitting where, somewhere on storage. The storage might be local. The storage might be cloud. Data could be data that's moving from A to B. So when you log into your account, there's data that you type in. There's data that authenticates you. There's data that comes back to you. All of this is data. Data is all around us. And it's a very fluffy word. So when they earlier had said, we, here's where we are with the data, That was where I had to call them out. Now, for those that don't know, I was an auditor in a past life. One thing I learned as an auditor is to challenge what I've been told and get really specific about what we mean. When we say data, you got to be very careful when you use that word. So I already knew that they had screwed something up and they didn't understand the definition of data with respect to this platform. So on this call, I'm explaining to them there's two sides of this. In this one technology, there's two sides to the data. There's physical file data that sits somewhere on storage, and then there's database data that's somewhere in database tables. Chances are you only dealt with the physical file data. You probably didn't deal with the database side data because you didn't realize that you needed to because you didn't bother asking me because I would have told you this before you made this error. So they acknowledged, no, they didn't even think about the database side data. They just took a snapshot of the database and then potentially exposed data that they were not supposed to. So I'm explaining to them there are steps that you were supposed to take in order to purge the data out before you provided the copy of the database. The reason I'm sharing this story is it's so disappointing. We're talking people that have to be more highly credentialed in terms of college than I ever could think of because I do have a computer information systems degree, but it's certainly not the highest level. I wasn't going to waste time with masters or any of that crap. I do have a lot of technical certifications, but again, these are people that are older than me in a lot of cases. These are people that I'm assuming have got to have higher credentialing than I have because of their job title. That's an assumption. But the point is, we're dealing with people that have to know the basics of why you don't assume a thing and why you must verify a thing. And if you're not sure, you're supposed to ask somebody who knows better than you. But because they were rushing, they half-ass it. And as a result, there's this problem. So then I'm exposing it and I'm telling them, this is what you should have done way back yonder, Right. So I think I got the fear of deity in them now that you screwed up and you missed a step here all because you refused to ask me for help and I could have helped you. So there's this. So that's spitting, and I don't know what's going to happen as a result of it but now I have to tell my client, hey, some data was potentially breached because of incompetence upstream and I was the one who really identified this problem and I knew what was wrong because I know the software and I knew what happened. All of which to say, I'm working, not purposely trying, but it's like, when I'm trying to help these people, I'm trying to help you here. I need you to stop fighting me because I'm going to expose you for being incompetent. That's what I do because my client ultimately needs me to be honest. And I had this argument. I told the story on one of my past episodes. It's in the archive at casualtalkradio.net about the guy that looks like Scott Bakula. And this was the guy who was like, well, I don't know why you're telling that. And I said, I am not going to withhold the truth from my client. I will tell them the truth because a lie of omission is still a lie. I'm going to tell them the truth. That's where I'm at. And that's how I've always been here. It's like, I'm going to tell you the truth whether you want to hear it or not. Well, here's the funny thing. I got to thinking about past relationships I've had, right? And this was one of my girlfriends of past who would refuse to speak to me now. The funny thing is she would speak to me, but she would, it's kind of hesitant, she, she doesn't like that she would speak to me, but I had just talked to her last year. And she acted like she didn't want to talk to me, but she didn't really get off the phone. She stayed on the phone. So I knew what the deal was. It's the same situation. She didn't really want to hear the truth. She wanted to hear what she wanted to hear. I saw this pattern with a lot of different people where they just want to hear what they want to hear. They don't want to hear the truth, which that's just how I am. I'm going to tell you the truth because I'd rather tell you the truth straight up than to lie to you. I had a different person. I was never dating this girl. She was a friend of mine and I told the truth at the time and she got offended because at the time it embarrassed her. What happened? She was very embarrassed and she didn't like that the truth got out. But again, I'm going to tell the truth. I'm sorry. That's what it is. So all of this got me reflecting, you know what? That's that's why so many people really dislike me is because I keep telling the truth and some people just don't like the truth. And we moved into this society where the truth... and it just gets worse. The reaction gets worse. And then people avoid talking to people because they don't want to hear the truth. And Hey, look, as long as I can back up what I'm saying, I don't see the problem. I'm backing it up and I'm doing it to try to help you in what it is. So just, just interesting. I thought that was funny. I want to share that. That was my aha. It's like, you know what? I just keep having exposed the truth and no matter what, some people will appreciate it and some people won't. And I have to keep on being true to myself because no matter what it's, It's what I do, and I feel like it has made me successful, although there's some outlets where they don't like it, and it's just what it is. So that's what that is. Now, the other one that I wanted to share, and this goes to something I wrote up, and I had forgotten I had done this, but way back when I was on the site, the piece of garbage site that starts with an L where people are ostensibly business people, I used to be on that site, they banned me from the site for a stupid reason. I wasn't going to fight it because I, I ain't got time to waste there. And unfortunately I got friends that I won't be able to communicate as a result, but I was on that site and I was writing a bunch of articles and my articles were highly read, highly regarded. Cause I've done writing, I've done poems, I've done all sorts of things, but I did a write-up. And recently there was a study that was released that said roughly 30% of Americans, they're tired of tips. They're tired of the way tips are being handled. And I had a chuckle because way back in 2018, 2018, five years ago, it was actually January, five years ago, I wrote up an article that said, it's time to fix tipping. And I was criticizing the way that tips are handled in today's era where we've gone to the wrong, it's gone to extreme. Again, this was five years ago, I said this. In summary, what I said was there seems to be too much assumption that you're—it's like an obligation that you're supposed to tip—and I've never supported that. I've never said I am going to just guarantee you a tip just because, and I certainly am not going to guarantee you an amount of tip simply because of something else. I was speaking to a friend a while ago, and she had said, "No, you should always tip a waitress because it's hard for them, and they got it—they are hard to make money." And of course, if you're a waitress, you're not guaranteed a salary. The the rules for minimum wage don't apply. So what happened, especially just prior to the pandemic, which of course would be 2019, what happened is a lot of these companies started moving away from paying fair wages and moving to rely more on tips. You would go to a place and you would see a little tip jar sitting there at the counter enticing you to put tips in there. Of course, this is during an era where cash was more king, where people would do this. So then restaurants, right? when you swipe your card, they would assume a tip. They would assume the quote gratuity of 20% when you swipe the card. And they put a hold on there to assume a tip. And I was like, screw you, you're not doing this. That was one of the reasons why I moved away from using plastic because you can't control what they assume. They can assume whatever the hell you want because that's part of the authorization. Whereas if it's cash, you're in control. Cash is king, they can't assume it. So I got asked the question. So are you saying you don't tip? No, I do tip but my tips are based on you got to earn it and you got to show me that you earn it. It's not a given. It's not a guarantee. The amount of tip is then subject to flux based on the level of quality of service that you provide. And in some cases, I'm going to go above and beyond depending on what it is. I had some people call me a liar, but the truth is like this, there's a pizzeria right across the street. And every time I go there and because it's right across the street, they're cool people. The food is really good. They're very polite. They're always on time. And so I'll tip them. I'll just toss a 20 into the cup or something else because I want to help them support their business. When I was in Colorado, there were two shops. There was a pizza shop one direction and a little deli the other way. And the deli, for sure, I would tip the gal because she was really nice. It was really small hole in the wall deli from like the old days. And she would tell me stories about how it used to be because she was working there for like 20, 30 years or something. And I would tip her pretty heavy. The pizza shop, they were really Helpful to me. There was one point in time when I was flat broke and it was there was a reason, but I was flat broke at the point and they they floated me. They floated me to get some food because I was starving like crazy. So I would tip them every time I went over there. Just I tip when the service is above and beyond. I don't tip just for the hell of it. You've got to go above and beyond. You've got to impress me and show me that you like and appreciate my business, and then I'm happy to tip you. So if I do delivery, food delivery services, when I do a delivery service, the tip is assumed. However, I have one instruction. You better knock on that door. If you don't knock on that door, that tip goes to zero because you're not following my instructions. I had for one of the, this is Grubhub. I had one guy and he always delivers for that in the morning. And this dude, he drives, a, I think it's a Jaguar. He drives up and he'll just toss the food down. He won't knock no matter what. He did this like seven times. Even though in the notes, I specifically say, I need to make sure you knock on the door No, it's not check the phone. There is no phone. I'm on the computer and I'm not staring at it. So I need you to knock so I'm aware when you're there because sometimes I'm on a conference call. So I need to hear when you're there. And he refused to do it, refused to do it, refused to do it. With Grubhub, you got to call them or chat them and tell them to remove the tip every time. So I stopped using Grubhub because this idiot kept doing this. This dude sends me a text message one time. And of course, it's going to my tablet, so I don't see it till later. He sends a text message, and he's talking about, since you don't ever tip, do, do, do. I'm like, what are you talking about? There's a tip on every order, but I'm going to revoke it if you don't follow the instruction. All you got to do is follow the instruction, which is knock on the freaking door, and you will get a 20, essentially a 15% tip. I tip about 15% because I know it's hard. It's hard work. Just recently, I had cleaned out my U-boxes for U-Haul and moved them to ABF U-Pack. I told the story about this. That got done. These guys were working in freaking... I go off Celsius, not Fahrenheit, but it had to be at least 110 degree heat out here. So they're working in the heat, him and his dad. So yes, I tip them a 50 each in cash because they're working hard in the sun. So it's different. I'm going above and beyond because you're going above and beyond and you're helping me out and you got it done efficiently. And we, you know, we're all clean. It's like, yes, I do tip, but you got to go above and beyond. I don't tip just for the hell of it. You got to do what I say. And as long as you do what I say, the way I say it, you're pretty much guaranteed a tip. It's not going to be a 20% unless you're extremely so good at your job that you shouldn't even be working there. So this goes to my last story. Domino's down here, Domino's Pizza. There's a guy, he works there. He's been working there for years. I've known him. He He's always the delivery dude. He's always well-dressed. He he, he dresses like he's not, not a delivery driver, but like he, like he should be presenting at some forum or something. He's always really well-dressed. He'll come up politely. He's like, hi, how you doing? He always has a smile on his face. He always makes, checks the order, makes sure it's correct, and hands it to you. So I tip him, and I talked to him, and I said, how come you're doing deliveries? And he said, because I still don't know what I want to do with my life. And so this has been good to me, so I'm going to keep doing it till I know what I'm going to do with my life. Well, geez, I can't hang on that. That's respect. So, yes, I'm helping him out because I see that he's a young kid. He's going to at some point figure it out, and I want to help him out a little bit, but he's also damn good at his job. And so he deserves a tip. My summary thoughts for everybody out there that's been asking or curious or wondering about this whole tipping business, and you're one of that 30% of Americans that's finally questioning it, it's not that people don't like to tip. I know there's some deadbeats out there. I'm telling you that for me, tips are earned. They're not a given. They're not guaranteed. You earn it, and you earn it by going above and beyond the call of duty because what you're doing is you're showing that worker that it's worth me giving you more than what you should be paid by your company. And if you don't like what you're paid by your company, I encourage you to leave that company. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm saying that if you want to get a tip and guarantee a tip, go above and beyond. If you're a waitress, go above and beyond. Sometimes there's going to be jackasses who simply don't tip, and that's the that's the downside of working in that industry. But that's why you should work to get out of there. That's why you should work to get to something else where you're not dependent on tips where you actually can get minimum wage, where you actually can go further. It may simply be that you want to be in food services as a career, and I understand that. That means those are the breaks that some people simply aren't going to tip. And I don't agree and never will agree that it should be a given guaranteed thing that you tip because that's gotten out of control. Because what we're doing is we're telling your boss that it's okay to underpay you. Like, think about that. That's not acceptable, and we shouldn't tolerate it. What we should do is encourage them to pay you what you're worth Until we're going to get to that world where we don't allow these companies to underpay you, we can't justify giving them a pass for underpaying you. So I'm imploring anybody out there that's in this situation, find a way to get out of that because I don't think it's healthy, financially healthy for you to do it. Even if it's what you love, even if you love doing it, find a way to get out of it. If you want to be a food food service, just get in the aspect of food service that is not tip dependent if nothing else because I don't think it's a sustainable operation, especially when you think about inflation and everything else that's happening. We've got to get to a world where people are paid fairly for the work that they do, irrespective of tips so that we can get back to a world where the tip truly is above and beyond. And it helps you in a discretionary money fashion, do the things you really want to do instead of having to rely on it just to make sure your kids get fed and kids get clothed. I don't think we should have it to where you're dependent on tips. That said, If you're in that industry like one of my ex-girlfriends where, like a stripper, let's say, where tips is pretty much all you can bank on, it's a different conversation. I would argue that some of those people should probably consider a different line of work if you can, and I think you can, because uh, for the same reason, I don't think that relying on tips is sustainable. Many of you knew if you were in that line of business during the pandemic when they're shutting stuff down, how much impact that was on you and how hard that was on you which is why I wouldn't want to see people in that situation where they're dependent on something that can be disrupted at the whims of our local or federal governments. So just something to think about. Again, I got no problem with tips, but Lyster here at casualtalkradio.net, tips based on going above and beyond the call of duty. If you're going above and beyond the call of duty, I'm going to tip you something. The level of tip is how far above and beyond that you went. You earn it. And the more you go out, the more I'm going to tip you. I've tipped $100 on a $25 meal before. People don't believe me. That happened. Olive Garden in Carmel Mountain. She was working on New on uh, Christmas Eve. So because she's working Christmas Eve, she got the order correct. She didn't nag us. She was polite. She was respectful. She did everything she didn't need to do on a Christmas holiday. So, yes, I felt like giving her a Christmas present. That was back at the time when I would go above and beyond for people as a Christmas gift, I would just choose somebody at random and do something really nice. That's just how it was. I'm doing more. But the point is at the time, yes, I do go above and beyond when it's that. And then, like I said, my pizzeria across the place, I'll toss them a 20. The meal might already be 20 bucks. I'll toss them a tip of 20 because I want them to stay in business because they're a really good thing. The delivery guy that I see is a young kid and I see he wants to be more. I'm going to toss him a little bit more money because I wanted to be helped out. And by the way, I do it in cash because I want to make sure they're not ripped off by the owner taking a slice off the tips because you can't guarantee that's a thing or not. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm sharing what I do and my thoughts because this whole situation about tips came up with this study of 30% of Americans being against tipping. Finally, I don't know what changed, if it's the inflation or the pandemic or something else, but I saw this way back in 2018. I'm going to share out, and I already did on one, but I'm going to share it out again. I'm going to share out my write-up that I did about tips that pretty much summarizes what I just told you on this here. So if you want to read it and get your own thoughts about it, you're free to because there is a blog that we have on Casual Talk Radio. It's not broadcast. We share it when there's something that's of topical relevance like this is. These are things that were written up before that we carried over from the old garbage site that starts with the letter L. So that may be an interesting reading as well, but I figured I would share this one because it was relevant. It was timely. It so was apropos. If you have stories to share, please, casualtalkradio.net. Hit the contact form. We'd love to hear from you, and I might even read it on the air. That's all we've got here today on Casual Talk Radio, Gentleman's World. Hopefully, it's been informational, educational, and helpful for you. We upload every Monday and Wednesday, so we'll be back for our next episode. Whether you're a subscriber or not, we appreciate you for dialing in today. We know you've got choices. We will be turning back on our guest cadence. We are doing the screening process that's coming very soon. Keep up to date with what we're doing at casualtalkradio.net. You can also subscribe at the bottom to get alerts whenever there's a new episode posted or you can add it to your platform of choice. For now, take care and I will see you on our next upload.